Welcome to Gateway Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following recording from Gateway Church Doncaster in the United Kingdom. For more podcasts and information about Gateway Church, please visit our website, gatewaychurchdoncaster.org.uk. Thank you for listening. Why have I rushed into the meeting partway through the notices, found a seat, and settled down? Does any of that sound familiar? Because even if it doesn't today, I bet you can remember a day when it did. And I think it's a good question to ask ourselves. Because if we don't ask ourselves this question from time to time, I think we are in danger of missing the whole point. I think if we don't ask the question, if we don't take the time to answer it, we're in danger of simply doing things out of routine. It's what I always do on a Sunday morning. And that is a problem that has dogged the church throughout its history. That people have started doing things because of routine or because of what we call tradition. So what am I doing here? That question could have a number of answers. For some, the answer could be this. Do you know, I'm not really sure. And that's a valid answer. Particularly if you're searching for something. For people who come into church meetings drawn in but not sure what it is that they're looking for. Another answer could be this. Well, I come every Sunday. Or maybe for some of the young people that are here sometimes, I have to come. My parents make me. What about this one? Well, I am on the rotor for the children's work or for the coffee and tea, for the creche. I come for the coffee and biscuits. I'll tell you what, if that's the only reason you come, just come a bit later. We'll still let you have a cup of coffee. I come for the gossip. Oh, sorry, it's church. I come to catch up with what's happening in people's lives so that I might pray for them more effectively. I come because it makes me feel good. I come to be encouraged. I come to be prayed for. I come to be supported. I come because I enjoy the worship. I come to be fed by the word. How many of you can relate to one of those? Yeah, a bit of honesty creeping in. 
I think most of us can. And which one is at the top of the list probably varies week by week, depending on what kind of week you've had and how you're feeling, whether you're feeling on top of life or whether you're under the weather. But there is a fundamental problem with any of those answers. And it doesn't matter whether it was one at the top of the list, like, I come because I'm made to, or whether it's, I come because I enjoy the worship. There is this fundamental problem. And that is the fundamental problem about those answers and about hundreds of similar ones. Because if that is why we come, we will leave here this morning and on other mornings feeling dissatisfied. The reason is this. It's because they put us at the centre of what we're doing. And it's just the same when we go away on a Sunday morning and we ask ourselves some questions like, I'm not sure whether I liked the songs we sang this morning. I didn't feel the worship was as good as usual. I'm not sure the preacher related that to me. Because these types of comments and these answers to the question come from our Western worldview. We all live here in the West in a consumer-driven society. A world full of reviews and comments that are all about the consumer. Matt Weaver got it right when he wrote in one of his songs that we are singing for an audience of one. You know, we are not the consumer of what goes on on a Sunday morning. When Jesus was pushed by the Pharisees as to which was the greatest commandment, this is what he replied. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, with all your mind, this is the greatest and the first commandment. It's the first one. It's the greatest commandment. It is the thing we should be doing above everything else. Nothing else should be getting in the way of that. It needs to be our priority. John Piper puts everything else in perspective in his book Let the Nations Be Glad when he states that the reason we must continue with evangelism is because there are not enough people worshipping God yet. Worship, showing our love and our adoration of the Father is the central issue. To love God. Can you remember what it's like to love someone? Do you remember those early days when you first fell in love with someone special in your life? Maybe it was before the children came along, before careers and jobs got in the way. It was probably before mortgage payments preoccupied your spending patterns. You know, you thought about them all the time. Every free moment. Nothing was too much trouble. 
I'll tell you now, I used to cycle 10 miles in each direction to go and see Morwenna. I'd think twice about doing that now. But then she does live in the same house, so... <laughs> Equally, she would take two buses and an hour to come and see me. And somehow, time passed slowly when you were apart. But when you were together, it sped by. You yearned to be with them. If you could, you would have spent all your time with them. It didn't matter what you were doing. It didn't really even matter what you were talking about. As long as you were together. When you were apart, you couldn't wait to be together again. And if that was going to be more than a few hours, you probably phoned each other. You know, this is what we're called to do. This is what we're called to do. To love God with all our heart. And then on top of that, with all our soul and all our strength. It should preoccupy us. It should be occupying our every waking thought. We should be devoting our time and our energy to it. We should be wanting to talk to him every waking moment. We should be eager to be here on a Sunday because it's an opportunity to meet with him face to face. We should be longing to be at midweek meetings because we miss his tangible presence. We should be motivated to pray during the day by a desire just to hear his voice and hear him speak. By a desire to draw close. And you know, when we even start to get into this, it becomes even more like those we have loved. Suddenly the whole emphasis of our life changes. No longer is, is it what I want that is important. But what do they want? What would they like to do? What pleases them? And as we come to God with that view, our whole world view changes. It changes from a consumer-driven perspective to one that's driven by God's desires. Because it becomes about what he enjoys, what he desires, what he wants. And so, as our thinking becomes in line with God's, what we find is our answers to that question, why are we here this morning, changes. It's so that we might meet with him. So that we might bring our praise and our thanks and our worship and our adoration to him. So that our praise might be like a pleasing aroma to him. That we might just sit at his feet and listen to what he has to say. And just as our answers to that question change, so does our judgment. 
Because it's not about whether we like the songs. It's about whether he likes our worship. We meet with him because he has promised that when we gather, he will meet with us. We meet because we're desperate for his presence and to have the opportunity to spend time with him. I was sat a week or so ago in a seminar at Brighton uh, that Dave Holden was running and he made an aside comment. And I just thought, how true that is. This is what he said. He said, I would rather be in a meeting of old ladies singing hymns and meet with God than sing contemporary songs in a meeting where he's not present. Is that true? I think it should be. I have to agree with that sentiment. Or as Matt Redman wrote, when the music fades and all is stripped away, I simply come, longing to just bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within. Through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. King of endless worth, no one can express how much you deserve. Though I'm weak and poor, all I have is yours, every single breath. I'll bring you more than just a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within. Though the way things appear, you're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. When it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Let's come this morning. (coughs) Let's bring our worship to our Lord God, the creator, the sustainer of the universe. He who breathed life into us. And when we were rebellious, even gave his own son's life that we might come back to him. The God who desires to meet with us. The God who rips the temple veil from its top to its bottom 
so that we can have access to his throne room and to his presence. It's all about you, Jesus. We're going to spend longer this morning than usual in worship. And I just want to encourage you to really push in to God's presence. To go out this morning having had an encounter with him. Not just having come to a meeting. Not just having sung songs. But having got back to the heart of worship where it's all about Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to visit gatewaychurchdoncaster.org.uk 